and welcome to the DMs Book Club, a book club podcast where we talk about some Dungeons and Dragons and discuss how we might include it in our role playing campaigns. Except we're not doing Dungeons and Dragons today. Uh, welcome back to the, the Zoom room. The person that's sort of doing a little dance with me is Rob. Hello, Rob. How are you? Hello. All right. Thank you. It's been some time. I think. I think it was uh, Dark Sun. I think last it was time we Dark had a chat. Sun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Really enjoyed that chat as well. It's been weirdly like that sort of stuff is i don't know in the zeitgeist because obviously since we talked oppenheimer's come out and then also we had oh. barbie and so that was obviously now is that that boppenheimer sort of thing so maybe that a dark sun version of oppenheimer could come out or something like that Sorry, i've not seen either so this has gone right over my head cool cool I, I, clearly what? you've been you've been very busy in barbie is it like gladiator <laughs> fights or no something? no oh, no, right. no people are putting them together oh. obviously it, it, so it the, the thing is, it both came out at the same weekend. Yes. So they yes. were like, oh, do a double bill. And I was like, that sounds absolutely dreadful. But yeah. people are dressing up for it. Like so I, now I'm thinking like a Dark Sun, Boppenheimer type thing where everyone's, there's, there's a group of Barbies or Barbie-like characters and stuff. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> so what have you been up to, Robin, in the, in the time since we last saw you? Uh, I have been playing Call of Cthulhu, the Horror of the Orient Express. Mm. Just finished yes. the third part, the Venetian part, which was excellent. So cool. No spoilers, but really brutal, really nasty. Yeah. Um, then we are going on some cyberpunk, which I'm running next. I've been prepping that. And then after that, onto the fourth part of Salt Marsh, I think. So Very good. all good. Also trying to get a Warhammer 40,000 game off the ground, Imperium Maledictum, which is the mm, new one. The new RPG, yeah. Yeah. And Vaults of Varn, a OSR weird game very Numenera very Dark Sun like kind of thing very odd very uh, Mobius artwork and stuff but yeah how about yourself oh yeah I've just been uh, I'm still running my uh, horror uh, Curse of Strahd campaign where consequences are following the characters and weirdly it's one of those things where they did one thing and I was like let's see where this goes and you know burning down a shop has led to the guards following them they go out and they think they're safe and then they go and do something big just outside of town and people come back and go those people that were in town well they, they seem to have left town they're like oh well a manhunt is happening so it's just quite nice mm-hmm. to be like oh it's very yeah. easy for me as a DM going oh there's consequences I'm like oh well, well you You've really hecked up, yeah. you know that sort of thing. You're like, well, this is this is bad for you. But also, yeah. I've been, I mean, I I've been definitely deep being deep into that sort of horror stuff. Obviously, I'm running Aliens just now for yeah. um, Girls from These Worlds. I'm also doing Solemn Veil for Actual Play UK, uh, which will, by the time this is uh, out, it will be finished. It's been really fun. I love folk horror. Um, oh right, okay. It's so that's what it is. It's just like a you know, it's a weird little town in the southwest of England, and weird shit is going on. And it could be very supernatural, but mm-hmm. it also like I've been reading the background to it of stuff, and it's like oh, there's cults, there's mm-hmm. uh, the Sector Five, which is all witch like, and all, and it's just really cool. And so I'm just, already I'm like. I see this being like an ongoing series because it's the idea is uh, when you have one shots in it or scenarios in it, sorry, mm-hmm. they're visitors. So you only ever see like a glimpse of stuff. So you can really right. explore different aspects of it. And Oh, that's like uh, the Night Vale whole setup, isn't it? Where mm. you have a setup and then people come and go kind of thing. Exactly. And so actually the recurring character is Solemn Vale and then people, exactly. um, Old Gods of Appalachia does exactly yes. the same setup. That's which has, which has just come out as it's an just RPG. just come out, which, oh my God, I'm so excited. My yes. God, Thulu uh, GM, she has picked it up. So oh. I'm very excited to play that and practice my Appalachian accent, which if you are from the Appalachians, please do not tune in. Uh, <laughs> 
So there's lots of RPGs that are coming out just now so that are in the that guy's house. But we're not mm. going to talk about any we're of not. them today. No, no, no. no. We're uh, Rob. What are we talking about today? What is the topic of choice for this book club? We are talking about a quite recent release. It was a Kickstarter backing campaign, which I can't quite remember the, the timeline of because it happened in the COVID time. So obviously mm. everything's blur. And I think it's out physically and been out for a while now. Yeah. Uh, but we are talking about the Path of the Plane Breaker yes. setting from Monty Cook Games. So we've already covered Tolus from Monty Cook, mm-hmm. and I think that's it so far. But I'm I'm a bit of a Monty Cook fanboy and Monty Cook Games fanboy. Mm-hmm. This this is not written by Monty Cook. No, the game it's uh, Bruce Cordell on this mm-hmm. one, and it is well to jump in, to talk about Zeitgeist. To jump into the Planescape Zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. It's this kind of let's do the best bit of D and D, which is the multi planes, and here yep. is a way of doing it. Here is not Sigil. Here is not the City of Doors, yes. which. Great settings. I recommend anyone listening to the DMs Book Club probably knows that because they're <laughs> covering that in uh, in great detail. But mm. it's a different way. How about you don't want Sigil? How about you want a different way to explore the planes and want instead a dirty, huge comet that blasts yes. through the planes and uh, leaves a, a path, a literal trail, mm. wherever it goes for your players to hop onto. And it's similar sort of thing. If you're like, you like your Spelljammer, but Spelljammer is a little bit like sort of more glorious, I would say, compared to this. Obviously, there's like the Rock of Brawl, which is there sort of like asteroid which doesn't move with all sorts of like lovely stuff on that this is something different this is so so cool this idea of a moon in quotation marks just, just yes. breaking through the barriers of every single plane it goes through and i can imagine that just being such a cool setup to look into the sky as it yes. breaks through like it, it talks about this description of like like you can hear snapping and, and stuff mm-hmm. and you can see the tendrils of the plane as it pulls through like i will say and, and i know this like i said this, every time i speak to you i love the art I, i'm oh, such a wonderful. boring person Abs- right no it's wonderful though like it's really fantastic and i mean i mean fantastic the art is that level of fantasy where you're like oh yeah, actually, this doesn't need to be medieval Germany with a dragon. Instead, it's an insane comet breaking through the, the boundaries of reality kind of thing. And that's the thing as well. Like it's, There's a description of a, a red comet that is sort of asymmetrical mm-hmm. as well, uh, with always these blue sort of veins coming across with as it pulls through like the rest of that almost like tethering stuff through the sky. Yeah. So again, you have this incredible image and then I guess some really good illustrations as well. But even then, the illustrations of the small objects, I know we'll get onto this a little bit later, but mm-hmm. there's the sort of path tokens and the soul silver as well all right the descriptions of it are like very obvious but then the actual images of them i'm like oh i really like this i I, so it's the first time i've gone well i'd actually like to design my own or Mm -hmm. like show images of them to the players like oh this is what you find because i don't really do that with magical items per se usually they look up and go oh it actually looks like this and i go oh yeah sure so i actually i'm very limited in what the objects are i'm just like oh it's a potion of this or it's a potion of that and then maybe i'll look it up and like oh the potion um it's yellow and it looks like something is floating in between you know mm-hmm. th- that's as far as my descriptions will go but actually seeing images of it i think it's yeah. so cool and so yeah. i think it does such a good job on like the little details as well as the big painting details as well the idea is it's a setting you put in any setting it is not a setting unto itself although it could mm. be but i think you'd get a little bit limited mm. but this is a setting to inject into any of your other games and would make an excellent end of se- uh, a series sort of cliffhanger where you've defeated the lich in the mountain or you know you kick the dragon in the, the dick whatever you're doing this uh, this adventure <laughs> when suddenly there is this rent and noise and you look up and this comet hurtles through the, the stratosphere and that's where you cut and then yeah. the next series the next season whatever however you structure your game mm. is you being because what happens is it comes in and it, it hovers above wherever you are. So let's say you're in the Forgotten Realms. You're all, yeah. you're all hanging out on the Sword Coast. You've done your thing. You're in your tavern. This comet has come in. And it's like that bit in Independence Day where it comes yes. over 
and then stops. And everyone's like, oh, what, what do we do? You know, and, and stuff's raining down from it. So I don't yes. know if people are playing Tears of the Kingdom. At the mm. moment, you've got bits of rocks falling off that. Debris, yeah. You're like, oh, oh. Including very small little coins, which we'll mention in a bit. Then after a few days, it's, it's, it's hours, it really is up to you. It will go again. There'll be a, the, the blaring of trumpets and this thing will, off it goes. But while it's up there, you can get to it. You can fly mm. to it. Or you might just get sucked up into it because it's not that high off the ground and gravity's a thing, even in the magical realms. And you might get scooped up either onto it or, as we were saying, because it hops realm to realm, it leaves what's called the path, which mm. is this very weird idea that basically, imagine a great trail that leads round around the plane. Imagine if you drew a map of the plane and then just scribbled all over it and went, that's the path. And this path can be joined by path tokens, which we will talk about in a second. These are the, the items that, Fiona, you were just... Uh, sort yeah, of, describing, yeah. Or you can get onto it through different ways. Mechanically, mages can find themselves on it. Just to clarify for the listeners at home, we've read the Cypher System version of this. This came yes. out with a Cypher System version and a 5e version. Yes. The content of the books is 95% the same. It's just the mechanics are written out differently. And this is something that Monty Cook does as well. Like we talked about it with Tolus as well. That is also a 5e and a cipher system as well. Yeah, and as we said, so the setting itself, you can use an eat set. And I, even and I would say like this idea easily contrasts to any setting you you are playing you know so if you're doing pathfinder i'd yeah. even say like starfinder all, all the all the yeah. finders yeah 100 percent. and i think you're right it is a way not necessarily it doesn't have to be sci-fi because i think mm-hmm. that's sometimes people go oh is it a sci-fi thing into my fantasy not at all i think it's something that you can easily put into as just a way to go into another system perhaps like maybe you're going yeah. okay we're gonna do a, uh, we're gonna go to the plane breaker for a couple of sessions and then you're gonna drop down into a different plane and mm-hmm. that's uh, a cyberpunk one like you say or you're yeah. back into uh, your Orient Express uh, Cthulhu game, you know. So I think it could be a really cool way to connect different systems if you wanted to. If it might be a lot of yeah. work for the players and yourself to be like, All right, transpose your characters into different things. Yeah. But I think it's just a cool way to just connect things over, really. Absolutely, particularly if you're using a system that's more generic, like the Cipher system, where it is very easy to transpose. In fact, they had a game, The Strange, where that was part of the game. You would go to different recursions, and this very is cool. you can tell again. Bruce Cordell did a lot of work on this. You see. With Monticook games, you can see the threads and how things are coalescing together in terms of what they want to do. And plane hopping is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And this is just almost that distillation of it. Of a, imagine the setting that never stops. You never stop plane hopping. We'll talk about the path tokens, because yes. if you want to get on the path, you see this thing going, you're an adventurer, and you're like, I want to get on that. So the best way to get on it <laughs> is to get on the path that follows it and race your way to it, because there's a whole... It's like a massive conveyor belt when you get yes. on the path. You, If you get on it, you are going to hurtle through the realms at a rate that there's, in fact, a table that you roll on to see what realm you're looking at at that moment. Yes. And then the next like few steps, you roll again because you are going to be going, oh, look, there's Dark Sun. Look, there's Al-Kadim. Look, there's Dragonlands. <laughs> you're literally racing through them in a fully abstract way. It's like that bit in um, 2001. Yes, yes, exactly that. Until you actually get on the plane breaker itself. So we'll just talk about the path very quickly. Now, these little magic items you were talking about are Mm -hmm. mostly coins, basically raining down from this plane breaker or maybe hidden in a magician's hoard. You can find in this world path tokens, which are very nicely shaped little coins, which are completely different. But when you're holding them, you know there's something up about them. They're very, Mm -hmm. what are they called in... 
Harry Potter, the 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 thing you uh, touch. Por- uh, porkies. Porkies kind of thing. That kind of porkies, as in the the 1980s rude college film. Porkies. I'm good. Hang on, let me double check because otherwise this is going to be porky. I think so. Harry it's Potter. Fine, right. She's right. No, no, I'm checking. Port key. So port, port key. key. I, I, port I said, key. yeah, not porky. Well, yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> port keys. Uh, yeah, port keys. Yeah. So these are path tokens. Similar things. They are magic coins, effectively, that if you concentrate on and wish ever so hard, they'll actually bring you up onto the path. So they are the teleporters, effectively, that get you up there. And they're great, as you say, because they can be introduced so easily into any other campaign. It could be that you don't see the plane breaker. It could be that you defeat the dragon, you defeat the lich, and yes. in their trove of magic, this whole denomination of coins, that you're like, oh, this isn't a gold piece or a platinum piece or a silver piece. Mm-hmm. And holding it, you realize, you know, detect magic, this is magic, and I wonder what it does. And then you get this sense of, oh, it's a, it's a traveling portal kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So these are fun... Even if you don't want the plane breaker itself, you want that as a surprise, say, these are a fun way to get your players onto it. And as you were saying, there's illustrations of them because they're all just different. Mm. I think these would be fun as props if you got them 3D printed. You could 3D print nice little coins or just find fun coins from, you know, those shops that sell dragons with crystals, you can probably find like a medallion that you could clip off the, the chain. Yeah, the little plasticky sort of thing and then paint yeah, it up a little bit. Yes. Exactly. And then hand them over to the players. And these are their ways in and out of this new reality of the plane breaker. I also want to say like there's a great image of the the path itself. It's mm. on page eleven in the book. Yes. And it's just it's beautifully described as well. It's like it's as almost like an invisible path, but as you you touch it, it is very much like water that you don't sink through. And so mm. it has little puddles and stuff like that. And then like you said, there's this undertow current. You feel sort of this movement to go. So you can either go with the flow or you could resist it and all that sort of thing. And as you said, you if you look down at any moment, like it, the, the stuff will shift beneath you as you're walking. And I just, what a, again, I'm not a particularly visual person. Like I, mm-hmm. I will describe stuff, but I can already see it. Like I'm, I would love to have like this particular image. I, I got really good at like going, oh, here's an image to describe what the scene is like as I sort of yeah. go through it. And I know that's each to their own, obviously, but I was like, I love this idea. This is uh, like yeah. the way I, I can easily describe what the, what the water feels like as your boots going into it and i just mm-hmm. i just it seems so much cooler than what i thought was just like i don't know what i thought of i didn't know what yeah. if it's like all the way up in space but it actually is only like realistically like 300 miles off the ground you know yeah. it's, it's not it's not you know oh, but yeah. with the stars it is very close to the space you are in and you can hop off it could be incredibly dangerous you could just jump off at any point no. or you can yeah use the tokens to get off the path as well if you go hey that looks cool let's stop here It'd be like a train that you can get off. And for people on the plane, when that happens, people, it says they just walk into focus effectively oh. as if they've, or as if they've just come round the corner. And I really like that. But you don't just pop into existence. There's just that moment of, oh, oh, I didn't see them. You know, like that, you know, those people that when you're driving and you don't quite see them and then you see them later and you're like, oh yeah, they were there. I should probably not have hit them. Um, they, um, <laughs> Mirror signal maneuver, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They just come round a corner. Also, so no one's just popping in and out of existence. Even when you use the path token to leave the path, what you see is a bit of the path actually comes down and scoops you up. Mm-hmm. What someone else would see is you going through a doorway or say you're in the desert a sand bit of sand blows over you and you've gone kind of thing you know it's that kind of there's a reality to it and an unreality because people who have these tokens are going to be jumping on and off and once you visited a plane you can get there it's like dropping a waypoint so rather than randomly going you can go great i've been to the sword coast and i jumped onto this path and it took me it happened to have gone through sigil recently 
now I can leap between Sigil and the Sword Coast because I can walk the path there. And it will take, it's, it's like hyperspace in Star Wars. You know, mm. don't think about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the physics of, of these worlds, they yeah. always break. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. And once you know it, it works. Once you have the path in your head, and that's it. So it's a nice little literal on ramp to the plane breaker. Mm. You could fly mm. directly to it, or you can just get one of these tokens and take you there kind of thing. And yeah, that's your that's your menu screen for your adventure from then on. Yeah. You know, you're on the path and you decide, you could even have a little animation of your your adventurers walking on the path and then you click which realm you want to go on to kind of thing. Oh yeah, I love that. That's really, really cool. So you're minding your own business. Always. And then either you're scooped up because of a magic what? item or the plane breaker turns up and you hit the path and you're dragged along, you decide, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump off at any point. I wanna see where this takes me. Yeah. Even if you're unconscious, exactly. There's some brilliant miming going on, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Host an improv yeah. <laughs> if you just sit down on it, if you're unconscious because you got hit by an orc just before you got on it, mm-hmm. you're gonna get dragged along because it's like a big conveyor belt. And eventually you're gonna be dropped onto the plane breaker itself. Mm. And Fiona, do you want me to describe it? Or do you want to describe uh, what, I would, what you I'll quickly give it this idea yeah. of like the place itself on the plane breaker. There, there is a place called the Sea of Uncertainty, which instantly you're like, mm I'm uncertain about this place. Um, but this idea that you fall into almost like this reddish sort of face, this wave-tossed sea stretching away in all directions but it's not too deep that's the thing because i was like oh no you're gonna drown uh you know there's obviously some bits of it that are deeper because they have these things called world pools which i'm i will say the language it uses to describe certain things like obviously the you know the path uh Mm -hmm. plane breaker obviously time born and whirlpool like there's it's little things which i'm like i like that and i I think there's clearly been a lot of care that's gone into how do we describe these things and give them like cool sounding names that are, that describe it in one word yeah. you know so i i love that sort of thing yeah whirlpool's a great example it's a whirlpool associated with a different world exactly brilliant you know that's it great okay you'll remember that now yeah. oh, a word pool yeah whilst yeah. the sea itself is very very small you know it, you can see like eventually you can probably see like a little bit of a causeway and you can make your way towards it and that's where you could probably get to timeborn the, the big city that is on or the sort of place i, I say big city yeah. it's not that it, big no really. it's not that big it's like cardiff uh, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah put it put it into that it's uh, smaller than wales obviously <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes it's actually not a megatropolis which we'll get to but for once it's not a metropolis. Yeah, it's opposite to Tolus in a way. Yeah, uh, yeah. But what's quite cool about it is that instantly, as soon as you get to this sea of uncertainty, obviously with these uh, world pools, things get spouted out of them. And so therefore you have like beachcombers and salvagers trying to get these items. And oh. they aren't aggressive, but obviously if you're like, oh, this is our patch, uh, you could get it. So I love this idea, almost like if you've seen the detectorist, uh, you know, that sort of like you could have these yeah. like, uh, like, not like mini fights or sort of like stand off with these things. I think it's great. Confrontations. In, ca- in case it's literally an encounter jet. Yeah, I, I think that's what's really not- what's quite fun about this setting is it goes to pains to say, look, just because you encounter someone on the path or just because you encounter someone, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be aggressive. You know, this yeah. is just a thing that exists. This is a part of the world that exists. And at the back of the book, there are some really handy tables. Um, the two, quite a lot of heavy lifting, actually. Yes. Uh, one in particular, the um, there is the random planar encounters, and as you go through the book, it quite often says, "Just roll on this to get an idea of what they are." And they're great because, yes, they might be just some people. Mm-hmm. It could be some salamanders, which are like fiery snake people yeah. who are just sat around a fire on one of these causeways. Because yeah, the whole surface of this sea 
is riddled with these causeways, which are like, it's like, a, imagine a spider web almost with the mm. sea in between it. It's above the sea, but... Like only a couple of feet. You know? Yeah, only a couple of feet. And they're made of this weird stone that no one's mm. sure what it is. And it's got geometric objects all over it that trip you up as you walk. But basically, yeah, it seems to be the economy of the plane breaker. Mm-hmm. other than bounties, which we'll explain in a moment, yes. is people salvaging, is finding all this stuff, because as this thing goes through planes, it's collecting crap, you know? It's, it's collecting, <laughs> and then dump, and because it lands on the path, it gets sucked into the sea, because we mentioned it's a massive mm-hmm. conveyor belt. So it's got a huge table of planar salvage, which is great, because you roll on that, and you could get a magic item. Brilliant, yeah. we found the Eye of Vecna just, just rolled just into the rolling sea. rolling into the sea. Oh no, what could this mean? Or it could be a comfortable stool, with three metal <laughs> legs, which follows around the last person to sit on it. That's so awesome. you could have. Oh my god, I want that in real life. You're out, right? That'd be really useful for hot desking at work. Actually. That's what I was thinking. Yes. You know. But also, just to quickly say, so yeah, so you're in this Red Sea salvaging, but the sky above you is still going to be whatever plane that you're going over. So the fact you could look up and see like uh, towers and, and spires pointing out of the sky again, just a really cool visual that things are changing and that the lights from the town act as those starlight. I just anything like that, which I'm like, that is so cool, and it's just so yeah. different because obviously here below you've got this. I'd say consistent red with the coral. Yes. That seems a bit yeah. more consistent. Feels more sky-like than mm-hmm. the one above. So yeah, which I know is obviously any sci-fi is like, oh, you're on the moon, you can see the earth. You know, I'm, I'm very aware of that. But I'm just like, that is so different to any other role-playing setting that I've yeah. come across so, yeah. so far. So yeah, I'm it's really very that. cool. It reminds me of the planet is in Rogue One, where there's two moons that are facing yeah. each other, and you look up and there's another city kind of thing. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it would be. You'd have yeah, yeah, yeah. this landscape, which is almost quite bare. It's a sea with causeways, and in the far distance there is a city which it kind of implies you can see wherever you are. It's almost that Mount Fuji thing mm. in Hollywood kind of thing. Mm. But it is that idea of you can always see time bones in the distance, but the rest of it's just this flat, flat plane. Mm. And there are events that can happen on the sea. If you hang out there for too long, you might get sucked into a whirlpool. Yep. Waves can come and and and, uh, and wash you over. Yeah, a storm, uncertainty storms, uh, you know, all that's a fun jazz. So, yeah, uncertainty storms are a fun one where reality goes even weirder so if you've just been hanging out on a very normal plane mm. and the next thing you know you're on this comet with on a sea where <laughs> you're all even more uncertainty is happening i mean have a look what happens on the the uncertainty i think there's literally a results table for that as well yep yep loads of stuff can happen so already you've got a fun in to the setting which is this path that takes you dumps you in the sea no matter if this is your first time on the plane breaker you will be dumped into the sea no matter what. But as you say, quick little swim over to a causeway. And then you can make your way to Timeborn itself, which is yeah. the major settlement on the plane breaker. Again, again, so a cracking image of it as well, because it again, it's, it feels yes. like a, a settlement uh, with huge, big, a huge, big wall around it with a gate, uh, no gate, just so it's sort of been mm-hmm. broken per se. But there is this incredible, again, this is on page twenty-one, yes. this incredible statue of with uh, a. Again, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like well, it's, a... it's very Geiger-esque. It's very much That's like the alien is. or yes. um, in Prometheus, the sort of I can't remember the name of the, the race. The before. creators. The creators. Yeah, it's, it's very that. It's very look at this human. And I'm, I'm bunny ears, and you can't see. Look at this human, human. style statue. I mean, it's got extra limbs, yes. but it's very much a progenitor style statue of yes. like. Ah, this is old. Very insectoid as well. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Go yeah. To go back to what you said about the gate, what I love about the gate is it's wrecked, there's a hole in the wall, and they can't repair it. Any yeah. attempt to repair, yeah. it just falls apart. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. Then it's like, no, this is the way Gosh, in. Damn it. You know, like, oh. Uh, and yeah, so then you get to this uh this little settlement of Timeborn where mm. it is described as like a, almost like a, a place where you know refugees can come. Uh the ti- mm-hmm. you know, anyone from the Minbus uh, can come. There's a market, uh, there are places to stay and so uh, a lot of the places, a lot of the architecture is vacant as of but this is the cool thing that I again it's a little bit further on. I wish it was kind of a little bit mm-hmm. first because I think it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this idea that any buildings here that are in really bad repair because obviously they, they they some of them are you know they're on this yeah. plane you know if it's in really bad repair and they're not being claimed after a certain number of years they disappear mm-hmm. and then a new one will appear exactly in the right space so that there will be yeah. spaces around and be like oh there's a new building there's a new building so there's always yeah. places for your group to like take shelter in and like claim as your own if you want to have a a guild or, or a, yeah. a hq there but i just thought that was again this idea that not only is the plane breaker itself going into different planes but that unexplainedly buildings are appearing that just yeah. it's like they have to be here they were always meant to be here and then they're like ah oh, we're tired of this building that's just uh it's gone you know yeah. so i just i just thought that was really cool because then you could have that again as another story hook a random building just appeared in this meadow on our plane uh and it turns out it's from the plane breaker and you have to and that's another sort of hook into that it's really good yeah the, the whole city is is not big and it's also described as quite derelict i think it's something mm. like there's free buildings for every person or you know what i mean like it's it's not a metropolis it is no. a sort of abandoned but not fully abandoned so yes you can just shack up in a place and chances are it's empty might not be so check it out might not be the buildings coming in and out i love as an mm. example because it reminds me of weirdly enough the afterlife in coco the Disney mm. film, oh, where yes. once someone is forgotten for their last time, they disappear forever. And that could yes. be like the buildings that people yes. go, oh, you know, if, if you're on sigil and you're like, I'm sure there was a, a warehouse around here. Turns out that's on the, in Timeborn and it's still there. Once the last person forgets about that warehouse, that's when it then disappears from Timeborn as well kind of thing. That's so cool. Yes, yes, yes. I love that idea. But yeah, everything's pulled across. So yes, that's again, another one where that's a way in maybe you find this weird in as you say you know you, you've done your adventure you found the in and the next time you wake up actually the inn's on the plane breaker and you're like what? what's Uh-oh. going on yeah yeah because yeah, it describes that, that people rarely come out and go what where am yeah, i and you're like well happened? welcome to the moon yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so you've got this whole thing and it's a city of transients it's a city of people for there's very few it's probably what half a dozen fixed locations maybe a couple more um, yep. But it's very much people come and go, and it's expected. It's not yes. that you, you're not going to have the oh, you're a stranger around here. No, in fact, the opposite is going to be yeah, you're a stranger around here. Don't worry about it. Thank God. Yeah, I'm. I'm. We're tired of that sort of stuff. But yeah, and it's. I think I feel like I, I know we'll go into detail a little bit about this. But the each of these sort of places it talks about, there's something interesting about each of them. Obviously, you've got two sort of taverns, so to speak. Uh, one is like the normal, the normal one, the one that everyone thinks is, is quite safe. And then you have something called the pink, which is like that is a seedy nightclub in my head. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's just a really cool way there across from, from something called the World Sweat Market. Again, a really cool name for it. Yes. You know, you have the Sisterhood of Sages. You've got the Library mm-hmm. of Worlds. Uh, just a lot of stuff that are really interesting but it's yeah. like it's not overwhelming because like you no. said it's 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 people come and go it, this is just enough infrastructure to keep this place going yes you know enough it's not going to go we're going to expand into the sea of uncertainty you know it's not no no and, and i think what's really good is they they baked into it a guild who are there to help you the interpreters guild who yes. go we've got a lot of people coming here a lot of people from all the different planes 
we need a welcoming committee. We need people who are there. And it literally says, if you walk in for the first time, they'll spot you. They'll go, you have not been here before. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, who are you? I'm going to come over and talk to you. And they speak many languages. If yes. they can't, I think they've got a potion they can take. I can't remember exactly what it's a called. A potion, or they can uh, call someone else from uh, slightly up, up yes. from the guild that can come in and, and do uh, like more difficult ciphers, perhaps, or, yes. or be a way to communicate with people. Yeah. El, El, ironically, I can't pronounce it. Elucid. Elucidation, elucidation potion, an elucidation potion. Yeah, so they can take that and go. Ah, right, okay, you're from Afas. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me let me point you to the uh, Afas correspondent. Yes. and it's pretty cool because then, as an in for the GM, you've got this. All right, you don't know what you're doing. Here's a very helpful person who comes up and tells you. They can get you set up. They can go. Yes, yes. go to this cantina, which is big and huge and respectable, or go to this one, less so. And in fact. So less so, we're not allowed in. Yeah, I know, it's so great. A little bit of flavour on that, yeah. No interpreters are, like put on the door and there's bouncers around the pink. It's great. I think yeah. what it reminds me of, less so, I guess, because it's not exactly so, because they're very helpful. But I just like the idea that it is very much, if you've ever seen... Um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy, the film, mm-hmm. the Vogon sort of like queue to get in and the administration. I can imagine the administration is like quite big because people maybe are arriving yes. all the time, but they're actually quite helpful. Yeah. Uh, so I just like that. I, I just like that they're all surrounded by stuff that like, you know, and it's like, yep, here's all the stuff you need. Oh, very much like um, if you've ever seen uh, the, good, uh, uh, the Good Place. Good Place, uh, yeah. Yeah, so where it's like, everything is all right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, know? yeah so, you get it. It's all right. I realised that 20 minutes ago, you were in Waterdeep and yeah. now you're here. It's fine. We'll set it's, you up. But here's a house, you know. Yeah, here's like, a place. Here's a house. Sitting yeah. There. yeah, here's a lovely cantina with a very friendly uh, uh, patron and stuff. Yeah. It's quite nice. There's a lot of what I like about this. I don't know. You, you maybe you can you can answer mm, more yeah. than me. Sure. Old school D and D and old school fantasy. Mm. Everyone was a dick, right? Everyone was trying to get out, uh, trying to get money out of you. Everyone was going to ready to backstab you. It's a very eighties mm. nineties feel of you'd go to a tavern and you'd get ripped off and then stabbed and then dumped in a in a in a hallway. This feels very positive. Feels very it friendly and, and, and genuine. You could go here and just chill out if you want to. You could be like, do you know what? I, I, I don't want to fight any more dragons. I'm just going to go salvage and live on Timeborn for mm. the end of days, or join the Sisterhood, uh, the Sisterhood of Sages, mm. which is actually um, completely gender neutral. It's purely the title. That was great. Yeah, I'm really pleased about that. Yeah, you could just go and hang out there if you want to, or go and sit in the Library of Worlds. Imagine a library collected all the worlds uh, all the different planes it feels very much like if you've if, like, was it there's that thing I don't know how true it is but like, the British Library always has a copy of every single book that's ever been published yeah yeah or the ISBN um, yeah. once it's once you get an ISBN number you are put in there put in the U- Library of Congress and there's another one as well where yeah I think a lot of them are scanned I don't think they have literally a copy oh, of it. I imagine there is a copy of like Fifty Shades of Grey somewhere in the oh, yeah. library. That's what I was, I was like. <laughs> yeah, someone's got that. Um, don't, don't touch it. Don't touch a library used copy of Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> um, one thing I found interesting yes. was each of the locations, so the path, the sea, Timeborn, and the Plane Breaker itself, has mm-hmm. a little box out at the beginning which mm-hmm. says, traits of this because there are certain things that are true so for example in time born no one ages or they do but incredibly slowly Mm. no one gives birth there's no children it it sort of it's almost like in stasis you heal at a better rate Mm -hmm. various things like that 
Now, one of the things is called an anti-divine influence, because actually this is not hostile to no. celestials and demons. It's just they don't act at their best there. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of the NPCs are then demonic and celestial. Yeah. yeah, and I found that quite interesting. Was that an oversight, do you think? Do you think they were like mm. they wrote that trait and then put that in? It's interesting because uh, going to say Sigil, the City of Doors, it yeah. has a similar thing of where mm -hmm. like the gods from the different planes of the multiverse can't go in because of the Lady of Pains, her, the sort of overarching person's like that. This is her domain. Everything yeah. is completely neutral here. So proxies, I do believe, are allowed in. So mm -hmm. maybe it is a way uh, that so it's for them for, for sigils. So you can have those factions, those sort of guilds and stuff like that, which are you know would pay service to various uh, deities through their proxies and through worshippers etc so i assume it's a similar thing but i agree it's it's interesting how it's gone instead of saying a deity or a, it's, it is definitely devil like influences and angelic mm. like it, it would make that thing i think the thing for me just to go back a little bit that that yeah. sort of stopped me so i, I completely think yeah you don't age as much or you mm. know healing all the way around but there was a line that said if someone is pregnant as they come here they stay pregnant and i don't know about you that sounds dreadful. Um, yeah. I think I would have a conversation. That's the only one I was a bit like, ah, I get mm. it. I get it. Because obviously if you if no one's giving birth, they're not giving birth at all. I just, mm. I think I, I would try and talk to my players about that a little yeah. bit. Because I, I do, again, the likelihood of any, any one of my players going, I, I am playing a pregnant character. I mean, yeah. you could do whatever you gonna, want, right? But it, it did feel a bit weird. I was going to say, if, you, if, if you've got to there, you've probably had quite a few conversations already, right? Because yes, absolutely. dungeon diving. Yeah, I don't know. It feels very pointed. It's like, well, you're going to be pregnant for a long time if you're here. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, th I think it was just very odd as a standing out thing. And it just made me feel like this clearly has been written by a, a, a man. <laughs> that, that was that was my instant sort of being like, because I, I, I think it's just trying to explain too much. It's like it's like we don't talk mm. about the physics of how you get yeah. to, you know, it happens. I feel like I don't know what I do. I don't know if I would do like a death standing thing, like the I don't know, it's all, the baby's on your back, uh, like a like a, a Norman Rhesus, you know. That I, I don't know. I don't know. It was just something I was like, I don't. I feel too complicated so i would just yeah. ignore that and yeah. if a question comes up i'll be like i'm not going to answer it we're going to talk out of it out of the game because it sounds like a difficult question to answer i would agree i think it's something that i've never thought about obviously right well because yeah then you start thinking well does that mean everyone's sterile like can you have sex right and yeah. not you know and then and then it starts all getting like but i've never uh, ah i want to punch it off like so yeah I exactly it gets to a point where you're like oh no the infrastructure of this does not <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't worry about it. That's something that I don't think would have ever come anyway. But it is no, weird. I know it's a weird line that I was like, because I know someone. If it, if I was giving this as a primer, because this is the thing, it's a, I think obviously most of this information, some of it you would have to keep back a little bit because yes. obviously there's a little bit. But the first bit, I'm like, oh, that's some really good bits. But if someone's picked that line up, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to answer some really awkward questions about yeah. <laughs> how yeah. does this work. But I think everything else, like quick healing, and it's almost like positivity stuff. Like you said, like yeah. anyone can be here, like uh, any gender neutral of the, the sisterhood of so there's like lots of things i was like oh this is really positive and it's stuff yeah. again when consider it's just that one line i was like mm. yeah because they even go out their way there is a in the dodgy cantina basically if you don't want to hang around there because there's a chance that if you get out of your head you might end up somewhere else because someone's running a sort of uh well i mean it's slave trading really slave in some trading, cases. Yeah. and they literally put content warning saying look this is what yes. they're doing basically if you get it out of your head, there's a good chance you're going to end up in a wagon that ends up on one of the different planes. And next mm. thing you know, you're you're in an army or you're building a, a pyramid on Athas. And it says, look, if you really don't want that, yeah. just have it that actually, if you get out of your head, you're dumped outside the city. 
you know, like actually it, it's a force for good. In a and way. that's, you know what, that's the most interesting thing because I have never seen like, because obviously with, and we've not described it a little bit, but like similar to the Totals book, they have these little uh, sort of side margins of game design yes. notes and stuff like that, which is great. It's so helpful to be like, here's some extra stuff that you can just go, okay, cool. And it's the fact it's in a different color and it says content mm-hmm. warning. I've never yeah. seen that before. And I'm like, that's really cool. It's not, you know, like, it's just like a quick thing off to the side. And I've seen that in other books, to be fair, like Die, the role-playing game, but I expected yeah. it there. But this is the first time I was like, oh, fantastic. I don't have to include this in my game. Because it, yeah. it's dodgy enough as it is, and, yes. and again, it's that sort of thing where I I wonder if there's something similar could have been done for that that pregnancy line. But yeah, again, but it's 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 quite good that they have that yeah. and give you a better way, a, a nice way out if yes. you don't want it. I would exactly. keep it the same because well, it's dodgy. That's it's I don't, dodgy. Yeah, it's, it's a horrible place. If you're going to a place called the Pink, and it's yeah. like as it's described, it's a grim place. It's boundless. Yeah. There's cool graffiti all over the wall. You're like you're like yeah, yeah. yeah, bad stuff happens here. You know, like you've given. You know, there's so many red flags, it's bunting, you know, that sort of, sort of thing. Exactly. Like, don't, yeah. uh, don't go here <laughs> and then get wasted and be like, and then I'll walk home. Because it's like, no, you're right. Like, it's like no. if you're playing a cyberpunk game and you get absolutely off your head. Going back to a little bit about the, that terminology as well. So it just like the calls of the drinks, the really, the hard drinks, it calls the stuff. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, if you're drinking, if you're ordering the stuff. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it, it's on you there. <laughs> and it is, it is just really good. There's a market, as you mentioned, which is just full of stuff. You can buy pets. The pets is really interesting. Pets is really fun. It's like, yeah, you, you're not going to find like a dog or a hound, but you'll find no. spider cats. And you're like, yeah. that sounds horrible. Uh, yeah. Who wants one of those? Is it Avatar The Last Airbender where all the animals are two animals put together? So you could do that. Yeah, spider cat. It sounds awful. Why did you why did you come up with that, Fiona? That's awful. I know, I know. Winged miniature ponies. Elephants the size of mice. Which is adorable. Uh, yeah, I love that idea. And then it talks about this, this basilisk it has. Oh, yeah. Which, again, I... Maybe I've missed something. Mm. The only benefit is that, you know, if you say, I'd like the bite of the basilisk, yes. uh, you know, and you go into a cage at the back and then proceed to get bitten by an actual basilisk and get some like plus two to armor. But then if you keep getting bitten by it, you're going to get more and more petrified. So there's like, yeah. you know, so I'm just like, what is the mechanical benefit? Is like you're going to get lots of armor? Is, is does the armor stack or it is, is it just. just that. At the, yeah, because it, but then it wears out. After an hour, right? So yeah. So I don't know. I think in a way, it almost feels like it's lost. It's missing a line that you get addicted to it kind of it whether they didn't yes. want to then put in addiction because if you put in addiction then obviously you've got to have your own content warning, on content that, warning yeah. there kind of thing so maybe yeah. it, it should be a bit more emphasized by the gm that oh not only do you get the armor but it feels really good you know make it that extra kind of otherwise yeah, it kind of sucks. Well, that's why I'm thinking because yeah, because otherwise I'd be like, I'm gonna be bitter once, and I'm like, cool, that's it, and then for now, an and then afterwards, I'm gonna have a hangover, right? So yeah. it, it that was the only thing. So I was like, I love this idea that there's something untowards you get all these really cute, like uh, you know, uh, winged horses, small horses, elephants, etc. At the beginning, and then it's like, you should see what we have got in the back, you know, that, yeah, that yeah. I love, I love that sort of like pet shop of horrors type thing. Yes. And then yeah, it's just a bit like, well, if I'm gonna keep getting bitten, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah. uh, that's that's there's no yeah. again, I hadn't really thought about. It. I, a pet shop of different pets yeah. but it would be something that's part of quite a few marketplaces if we think about it in other places so i just thought that was a really cool little detail and also it's called wag know, which is right. a random what random yeah, I, I, guess, know, right. I like it but i was like that's so random i don't think wives and girlfriends has made it across the pond well, that, so, yeah that's uh, what yeah. i was wondering <laughs> yeah no, i think it's uh i think it means in wag the tail not yes that. i think so i think i think yeah our, our british humor we're going are the wives and girlfriends what? just the in wag shop <laughs> There's a bit to explore. It's not, I mentioned it's not huge, actually. Mm. You would be able, it'd be one of those cities that you take a, a weekend break to and then you realize you've done it in an afternoon, like Brussels yeah. or something. And you're yeah. like, all right, okay, we've done it all now, other than spending a lot of time in the library. Except what we haven't talked about is who's in charge? Who oh. runs this city? Who runs the world? 
And it is a girl, maybe. I don't think it actually gives the mantises uh, pronouns in this, but it is ruled by a extra planar entity known as the mantis. And everyone refers to the mantis. And the mantis is for a while going to be a little bit of a mystery until yes. either you go see the mantis or the mantis sees you. Because if yeah. you hang around for a bit, they're going to go, hang on, these four people, heavily equipped, I want to talk to them. Yeah. And you're summoned before the mantis. And basically, they live in this, it's a building, it's in the centre, it's the enclave the of the mantis. enclave, yeah. And yeah. again, and another cracking image is so beautiful, the sort of iridescent sort of like metal building with uh, at the front, like a, sort of a balcony. And then it's like on one side of the, we have these bounty boards of like, stuff like, just ongoing upkeep like if you pick up 300 uh meters of litter you'll get yeah. a little bit of money you know and yeah. then on the other side is that more unique ones you know yes. i quite like that it's like i really like that what, what can we do we've we got nothing on today we've got morning oh we'll go pick up litter and we'll get some money we'll do some recycling you know yeah, at the bottle absolutely. bank <laughs> well it's kind of yeah pretty much it's kind of almost like a downtime mechanic you could set up where yeah. you could say okay between now and the next quest what are you mm. what are you all doing so yeah you know i'm gonna go i'm gonna go clean up some of the crap around the place i'm going to go and hunt down some bounties and you could do that with a couple of dice rolls rather than do a whole right. adventure exactly is yeah, it blades yeah. in the dark that has the sort of what you're doing between times or you know a little, yeah a little bit i, I know them um, soulbound does but anyway yes you, you've got these yes. sort of standing bounties could very much be there as a all right i'm going to go repair a building you know i'm going to go help the the refurbishment lot to go and sort out a building because basically we were mentioning earlier mm. there's a whole guild who look after the buildings that because you don't want every building to disappear the mantis might go right we need to repair that building it's a nice building and there's lots of people living in it so you go repair that and you can help out with that so the standing bounties that the mantis puts out and again we should emphasize this the mantis is in charge by no other authority than themselves there's yeah. no no one has put them in charge and and, yeah. and they kind of aren't also in charge but mm. they sort of are it's very mafia like in a way it that... really is yeah compared to again because we've already made that comparison to sigil like lady of pain has power to just trap you in a, a maze forever uh and it has a way to to destroy you here the mantis uses like coin right soul yeah. silver which is very very valuable in this place and obviously yes. she has a sort of a a devil like character and an angel like character who give out her orders or sort of speak on her behalf and yeah people just just go yeah what the mantis wants mantis gets you know yeah so it feels much more mafia like and a, yeah. it's just a little bit different to be like oh they're a god or they have a power to just to crush you they just put out bounties on you it's just very simple and people yeah. just go with it because under their rule nothing really bad happens like you oh, know no. they which is great. I yeah. just think I just I love it. It's so different yes. to like, oh, it's definitely a corrupt king because obviously, and again, there's a cracking image of the mantis yeah. on page thirty-three, and you're like, I would not want to mess with this person no. at all. Yeah, it's like a man scorpion, but instead of scorpion, it's a mantis, which yes. is yeah. awful and horrible. But yeah, how they keep the peace in a way is, as you say, they produce soul silver, which is mm. a very rare. I suppose it is a coin, isn't it? But it's basically, it's a bit of the mantis's life force. Yes. They just produce it. It doesn't explain how, thankfully. It doesn't go into the biology. Oh, God, yeah. That's another um, content warning right yeah, there. Yeah, but they produce it, and it's really valuable. Or if you collect a 1,000 pieces of it, you get a wish, effectively. So you can see why, if you're like, yeah, if I work for this person for a long time, I will go by their rules because this person, this entity, has the ability to grant me a wish. It will take some time, and you could probably speedrun it a bit. But if you wanted just to collect litter 
for you know for a thousand years 20 years you're like aha you can get your wish at the end of it so yes they're in charge but there's no standing army there's no police force yeah yeah there's no police the moment you commit a crime the mantis is going to put a bounty on your head so people go wow they're worth soul silver because we have the standing bounties and then Mm. they have as you mentioned on the other side the unique bounty Mm. yeah and these are your quest hooks these are your the mantis wants something and they can be literally yeah there's a criminal running around time born cut the head off bring it to me and i'll give you some soul silver Mm -hmm. two extra planar quests of i need a bacon sandwich from a particular vendor in sigil so (laughs) off you go go to sigil get me that bacon sandwich and bring it back and some of these are completely inexplicable like yes the mantis wants something no one knows why but there's a reward i think yes is it's the shoemaker. Shoemaker, yeah. Goodman saw. Yeah. And uh, what's the head of Goodman saw? But nobody knows why. And they, they no connection or anything like that. So I like that it is somewhat like a grandfather or something that you go to and they're very lovely and you're like, uh oh. Yeah, like why? Like, yeah. And also, could you kill Patty down the road? It's <laughs> like, why? But um, one of them, my favorite one is and uh, language warning bring the mantis, the head of Kanzan Tal, someone mm-hmm. who once passed through Timeborn. And was heard calling her, by which they mean the mantis, a miserable yeah. shit drizzle. And insulted me, you're dead. It's almost like having a mad Roman emperor in charge. Yes. He's just like, or I'd say a mafia boss who says, you know what, that person annoyed me, or they've offended one of my family. So go get them and I'll give you some soul silver. And it, yeah, there's some of the other ones. So the other one, which was like, deliver a small chest of soul silver to uh, a place of the fate eater for services rendered. And then bring the mantis the heads of the last group who did that and, and stole the money. It feels very Terry Pratchett in a way. Like just... Yeah, very much. The other thing we should mention as well, so yeah, the soul silver uh, collecting of it, you can grant a wish, but also each silver coin worth about 100 gold. Uh, currency in, in Plane Break is also like one gold is one gold, no matter where it comes from, give or take. Um, it also has healing properties. So yes. I can imagine if you have enough on you, you're like, oh, someone's, you know, you're in battle, someone's hurt and you're like, don't have any healing potions. We're going to spend this coin and do whatever you need to do to be like, you know, I assume it's later on, it's defined in a bit more detail, but I like that idea. It's like, you could, you know, you could, it's spending money, right? You could spend yeah. five coins and they'll be back up to full hit points, but you can't, yes. those coins, the soul goes it and it just goes, metal. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's, it's mechanically explained later under ciphers and artifacts, that's which as I, I say, there's a cipher rule set and there's a 5e. So I'm not going to tell you what the 5e is because I don't know, but it's like, yeah, right. yeah, it's really, it's an economy that, and I've talked about this actually, but, it's an economy that kind of works. Like, mm. it makes sense. You go, oh, yeah, actually, I will do these unique bounties. And I say, and for a GM, they're brilliant because they are your next adventure. If you really yeah. wanted to, they can just literally go, okay, there's a bounty here that takes your notice. It's got a great ward. Off you go. It's the, I keep saying Cyberpunk because it's on my mind because I'm prepping for it at the moment, but it is the, the job board. Yeah. You go, yeah. and go, boop, I'll take that one because yeah. you do take it and that's yours. And then yes. you've got, I think you've got a certain amount of time to deliver it. I think it's 10 days. 10 days. So you don't want to be like, go kill Vecna or something. But I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Yeah. Bit yeah. Much, yeah. Because otherwise, if you, yeah, if you don't complete it, then suddenly a new bounty appears and it's your bounty. Yes. That's quite funny. Yeah. If you fuck up, uh, yeah. it's going to get you. But as it also, it could just be you meet the mantis because they notice you and they come in. And there is very much that Godfather moment yeah. where they say, I'll read it. I'll read it to you. I won't do it in the uh, Corleone accent. <laughs> but they make, and they make, maybe I will actually. So imagine, imagine a female Don Corleone. Yeah, all right. Like, and they may come. No, I can't. Uh, when the curse that when the curse that pursues this moon from before time's inception catches us, 
immediately there. That's cool. There's a curse on the moon. Okay. And that happens. Something big is going to happen. I'm not going to read it word for word. And the mantis is going to need allies. Mm. And at that point, I'm going to ask you to perform a quest. It's very much the, that day may never come. But I will ask, you know, I will ask you for that favour. On, on and that, this, the day of the, yeah, yeah. the day of the plane breaker breaking through to reality. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So you've got that moment, that Corleone moment where they're I think like, that's very cool. I love that idea. You can stay here. I'll give you a house here. You can live on Timeborn. You will never age. You can heal here. But one day this thing may come and you're like, oh, yeah. okay. Because there are se- there are secrets of the plane breaker. There's a, mm. a very obvious one, which is basically there are two huge doors in the centre of the city that open occasionally and close occasionally. And the Mantis is like, don't go down there. And if anyone remembers the um, CITV programme Trapdoor, yeah. you immediately get the themes of Trapdoor in your head. I'm yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> Wonderful, don't go down there. And the Mantis is like, don't go down there. If you go down there, that's an instant bounty on your head. Yes, I know. Come on, you're an adventuring party. Those doors open, you go... There's something cool down there. There must be something there. Well, yeah, because it feels very much the way it describes it. It's like we don't know when it's going to open or when it's going to shut. Yeah. But yeah, it feels very much like London Bridge. You know, that's yeah, of, yeah. Everyone's waiting, and they're in the ground as well. It's not like up and yeah. up straight. They're in the yeah. horizontal, and then they open, and then between yeah. two to eight days, they might shut at any point, and yeah. then the whole of the residents will come and take watch because in case anything comes out, yeah. uh, they'll have to take guard of it. And uh, yeah, yeah, so again, so you have all the stuff in Timeborn on the t- on the top of it, but then then easy enough, you've got something underneath you've got a dungeon, yeah, a dungeon. Yeah. which you can generate yourselves it's so good so this is gm warning that if, you, if you're going to be playing on plane breaker maybe stop listening for a bit mm-hmm. uh because basically what's down there is completely unknown it's not said in the book what it is at all mm-hmm. it's very loosey-goosey so it's up to you as a gm what's down there what is the mantis hiding what are they scared of that's up to you doesn't matter there's, there's something down there because there are some secrets as mentioned but it doesn't tie into them. You think, ah, now this is the secret. But actually, it doesn't because the secrets are you kind of pick one of what the plane breaker is. Yes. Is it a huge treasure? Is, is in the center of the plane breaker a massive treasure? And that's what all these tunnels lead to. And that's what the mantis is guarding. It's their nest egg. Mm-hmm. Is it the idea that there was a great war in another dimension? And uh, this is the compacted remnants. It all sort of like created a matter and yeah. fired it out at the last moment. And this is what remains. Mm. Or is it, my favourite one, the most science fiction-y one, a moon of survival, yeah. basically an arc. Is this where another dimension was collapsing, a whole plane was collapsing in on itself and the, the magicians or whatever went, right, shit, we need to put everything we can. This is where we're going to put our library. This is where we're going to put all our artefacts, mm. put it on this moon fire it out into safety and actually it's a giant life pod this yeah. is a, a moon that is fired across the dimensions just to survive and one day it will stop and it will settle and it will begin again and maybe it's being pursued by the things that wanted all these things dead originally and is the mantis in charge are they just the last survivor of the, yeah. the apocalypse that's up to you and it, it literally just gives these as a here are the secrets up to you and what's down there up to you you know <laughs> and I, I love the fact that because sometimes you have like what are the secrets and it gives you like 12 different explanations i like they're three and they're different and you can just pick them to suit your needs yeah i really love this yeah the, the word a divine lifeboat i was like Ooh, yes what does that mean you know and yeah. I, yeah, I wanted to just quickly mention oh yeah with the gates and going underneath the plane breaker mm-hmm. as well obviously you've got the the corridors and how you know you generate them and encounters as we sort of talked about mm-hmm. they have this thing called time sickness which is a very cool like a very cool description of like these almost like 
motes in the air, blobs in the air, which mm. are very hard to see. And if you walk into them, uh, you sort of slow down. But mm. then as it sort of builds up, you have something called time psychosis, where basically your thoughts go out of sync with your bodies. And I think that's such yeah. a cool thing to explore. Again, yeah. content warning, all that sort of jazz yeah. about agency and obviously time loss and memory loss, all that sort of thing. But I just thought I'd never considered yeah. that sort of thing and exploring that because that coupled that sort of time psychosis idea with the anomalies this idea yeah. that suddenly your 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 torches go out and you light it and it's suddenly a creature that is almost sort of like fused with the wall a little bit so turning into stone sort of reaching yeah. out to you terrifying yeah or you get rushed at and it disappears it's almost like weeping angel like it's there it's gone and you're oh. like oh god so down yeah. below reality is obviously breaking apart but mm. they don't give you why they don't tell yes. you why they don't tell you what the answer is mm-hmm. and that's a gm's greatest gift really that you have this it, it's a what it's a, i don't know i kind of i do want to run it and i don't as a setting in itself because i do think actually it would get a bit gimmicky i think after a while yeah. but i love the the setting of timeborn as a yes. setting i think it's um, a really really fun one i mean this is going to have to be multi-part because we we yes, all, all we've covered that what the book co- is broken into parts mm-hmm. and we've done part one which yes. is the plane breaker and timeborn mm-hmm. and the sea of uncertainty then the next over half of the book yeah is just planes loads of different planes so this is a great Very book cool. that even if you don't want to use the plane breaker mm-hmm. it's 240 pages ish and after the first 40 you've done with the plane breaker and time born it's yeah. now just here is a ton of planar locations mm-hmm. and there's about 19 which are described mm. then there's a whole like and here's tables and just ideas of you need to generate a plane quickly here we go they are literally one line descriptions and we'll go into this mm-hmm. next time yeah, yeah. here's a load of bestiary here's a load of things and here's some players bits and then there's not two extended adventures, adventures back yeah. kind of thing which mm-hmm. one of them is great uh tyrant's key i've read that that mm-hmm. is the classic here's a multi-part key that you need to explore and what would you know it's across five different dimensions and what you know it's very fetch quest you know let's go put the key together because what you're actually trying to find oh we'll 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 explore the tyrant's key next time i think because that in itself is a play yeah i'd love to do it because i'm i'm very much like there is um the uh van Richten's guide to Gravenloft, which is obviously the horror mm. book and it explores the these domains of dread and he outlines quite a few of them and then it does like you said the additional ones so like like a couple of paragraphs and you're like these ones are really interesting as well so yeah basically i'm completely agreeing with you like the idea of the plane breaker itself the very cool sort of like here's a hub where we can start and stuff and then over time when you go to all these other sort of planar locations maybe building up this mantis mm. story because mm-hmm. another thing is that you can go and ask them for favors as well events yes. very godfather like so you could build up there's something about them and it's up to your players what do you play along with this is there something mm-hmm. worse i'm a very big fan of political intrigue right. in games and having that structure and i think this is perfect for that because yeah. you're like something else is going on here yeah. and it's just uh, yeah anything like that i just i love that because then it gives that sort of just a little bit more than oh it's a corrupt king oh it's a you know a, yeah. a war is happening and it's just fighting over land it's just like it's just something a little bit different and i would I, and i'd keep it very simple as well yeah. like sometimes you're like oh political there's lots of moving parts etc i think this is just a really cool way to get in and it's just different enough as well so yeah really really cool i think what's very cool as well is the mantis is Basically, it, it's a demon. They're, they're a demon, really. Mm. And, well, no, they're not. Sorry, I'm going to find out exactly what they are because <gasps> you don't really know. And they're not the only one. That's yeah. the other thing. Yes, they're the only one on Timeborn. But mm-hmm. what if another one of their race turned up and was like, 
oh, you've done your job now. Well done. You've say you've gone for the lifeboat idea. Mm. And another one turns up and is like, you've done your job. I'm here to take custody. Does the mantis just hand over? Do, you know, or do they get their favors together? And you know what, as you say, the political intrigue can run from there. Of actually, there's now another mantis effectively another one of these species that's turned up and mm. it is primogenitor yeah they're a primogenitor and another one might turn up that looks completely mm. different mm-hmm. and you're just like oh god uh do we side with the mantis they have been benevolent but they have also been a dictator this whole time like you get to do that fun political part yeah, of it what's the worst of two evils you know yeah like... yeah yeah and what if the mantis is using this as an invasion force what if all these favors they're gathering is to hit a different plane and go Actually, this one looks nice. Off we go. This is now my realm. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you can maybe the story is going to be the overthrow of the mantis and yeah. the, the plane breaker gets to its final destination, very Battlestar Galactica like. You finally mm-hmm. get there and discover what this is. And it's a recursive thing. And actually, the progenitor is what becomes the Lady of Blades. And this is the formation of Sigil. You know, Timeborn becomes Sigil. So there's a lot you can play with on a galactic and, and temporal level. Could even just be like the Godfather. At some point, the mantis dies. And then yeah. who... Who takes over? Yeah, yeah. Over, you know? And then the son, the mantis son from the army turns up and they don't want to get involved. And the useless son. And it's <laughs> film from 1973 there. But yeah, so really, I think we've covered part one. We yeah. need to meet again to we meet, do. do the rest of it because we've got other planes and adventures and monsters to talk about. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for introducing us because I know we spoke about it a long time ago. You sent me a quick mm. start for this. When the campaign was running, yeah, and then yeah. life. And then life happened, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much. I'm just going to end, as we always do with you, because I appreciate you're not a social media person, per se, but no. is there any recommendations you will have? Uh, any any uh, any book you're reading, any TV show that you'd like? I've been enjoying this. Yes, I've been reading a lot. I've got my reading back on. I've just finished a book called The Mighty Goddess, World Mist by Sally Clayton mm. and Prince by Sophie Herxheimer. And basically it is the how the goddesses are presented in world mythology. So oh, it'll cool. be Artemis in Greek mythology, Sedna from Inuit mythology, the garden goddess of Sudan, all that, all with beautiful um prints as well, wood nice. cut, uh, paper cut prints. So it's very oh, interesting. <laughs> um and it's basically all the different aspects the the lover the warrior the crone all that that's oh. well worth a read that's yeah. great for if you want cut with a pri- primogenitor 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 that's a good source book for that yeah that sounds really cool other than that i've been watching kim's convenience which is just funny right um, I love it. And yeah. the traitors new zealand um, <laughs> Very, but, yeah so so different from your world myth stuff but yeah i love i yeah. love kim's convenience it's such a wholesome yeah. It's lovely. It's very nice. And that, I think, are my recommendations uh, in terms of... I feel like I should have more. I forget to have a list. No, no, no. When you recommend so many things, sometimes people are like, oh, there's too many things. So I think those are are great. What I will say is I actually took your recommendation of last time and I've read Silence of the Girls now. Uh, So I've really enjoyed that book, actually. And I've gone on to uh, Women of Troy. So yeah, it's been... it's um, Yeah, so I was was like, oh, that's actually good. Because I'm not... I I will admit I'm not too much into my myths and history other than Mm -hmm. the, the stuff in it. So it actually was quite a nice thing yeah but i was very glad that you gave me the tip off of like there's a lot of uh yeah but yeah so it, you know each of their own manage but I, yeah i'm gonna second that recommendation from last time because now i've actually read it so that's good. good yeah great well thank you so much rob uh yeah we'll have you back to do part two or, or as many parts as we need to do yeah. yeah it's nice to cover stuff that isn't necessarily in the uh the, in like an official D book or, or yeah. can be used as a setting just because 
let's face it, uh, Wizards of the Coast aren't necessarily the best at this sort of thing as well. There are other people, and we want to support other yes. you know, third-party content as well that can Absolutely. you know gives an idea of that uh, using the 5th edition or Cypher system or any systems as well. So all good stuff. I guess with that all out of the way, we should just say goodbye. So bye. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you.